Welcome to the Husband Factory Podcast. I'm the host and founder, Makita Kamara Omensa. Join me here every week where I help single women meet good men and enjoy great marriages using proven faith-based principles. Now, here's today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to another exciting episode of The Husband Factory. Now, this is a series of episodes that I'm going to do with bachelors. And the reason why I've decided to do that is because I've heard so many women tell me that there are no good men out there. And I just beg to differ. I know that there are good men out there. I think that um, it has to do with what we do to meet them. I think it has a lot to do with how we carry ourselves as women. And I think that sometimes we just don't go out enough and get to meet them. So I wanted to do a series with men, real men, not actors, (laughs) real men that I found, real men that I know, and real men that even I'm going to even open up for men to apply to be on this podcast, real bachelors, real good men that are out there, just to give you a hint of the type of men that you should be looking for, or give you a hint that there are actually good, decent men out there. That it's that if you've been used to running into men that may take you for granted, if you've been used to running into men that may string you along for years and years with no intention of being with you, or if you've been used to running into men that had no idea or no intention of marrying you, no intention of having a a faith-based relationship that weren't in God, that didn't have a relationship with God, that weren't men that had good value systems. If you've been used to that, I want you to know that not all men are like that. Not all men are cheaters. Not all men are liars. So with all that said, I want us to meet Gus is one of the most eligible bachelors, I think, here in Georgia. He lives here in Georgia, and he's with us here today. So let's welcome him. Gus, so glad you could make it. Awesome. Thank you for um, extending the, the invitation, and I'll make sure that I um, put the check in mail for that kudos or, or pump up there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So what do you do? So from a career perspective, I spent the last 20 years in corporate America, And just recently, I decided to exit corporate America to work on some entrepreneurial stuff. So I'll be launching my own business here pretty soon. So around child development and leadership. Oh, wow. That sounds exciting. And, you know, I happen to know you a little bit. So I know that you have a passion for child development because you're also a big brother, aren't you? You work with the Big Brother, Big Sister organization. Absolutely. Absolutely a firm believer in mentoring. I've spent a lot of time with big brothers and big sisters. I've done some stuff through my local church and churches in the general area. You know, just me giving back because as I was coming up, I had a lot of mentors in my life to help guide and steer me in the right direction. Even though I grew up in a two-family home, you know, it was always good to have that outside influence to help push you know, it helped push me in the right direction. So I, I'm very passionate about returning, um, returning that and paying it forward. That is so wonderful. And it's so good, especially for young black men I, and young black boys. I remember you were telling me that the waiting list for a young black boy to get a, a black man as a mentor is something crazy, like two years. So thank you for stepping up and being an example in that way. Awesome. Definitely a, a pleasure. And, and And just to have the the heart and the desire to do so. So it's, it's definitely an awesome and rewarding thing to do. All right. Thank you. Thank you for that. Now, I have heard that there, now you live in Georgia, 
Now, Georgia, it's a little unique in the sense that I've heard <laughs> more women in Georgia say that there are no good men out there. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to venture to say that some of the reason why they say that is because there's relatively high population of homosexual men. I, I'm assuming that that's why they say that. But women in Georgia or Atlanta seem to think that there are no good men. Why do you think that is? All right, so this, uh, so let me give the caveat. Right, so this is just kind of my personal view on this one, right? And and I will say that dating in, in Georgia can be challenging, even from a male perspective as well. But also, I think it goes back to just our our value system, right? And when I say our value system, mm-hmm. what do we consider a good man, right? And and for for me, what do I consider a good woman, right? And once you have those value systems, then it becomes what are the matrix we're using to measure good or bad? So meaning one person may consider something else good and another person may not necessarily consider that person good. So what are what are our matrix that, that we're using to measure good and bad? And that goes back to once again, what's the value system? And then the other part to it is, are we looking for a perfect guy or a perfect female, right? I think because if that's the case, then, you know, that's going to be hard to to live up to mm-hmm. because I, even myself, right, I have flaws. I consider myself a good guy and a good catch, but I mm-hmm. have flaws, right? There's some some immature areas that I had to develop and work on even from my, my last relationship. So I think it's just a matter of saying, what are your value system? And then attaching a realistic matrix or metric to that. And, and kind of moving from there. I think sometimes we have these unrealistic expectations and which sometimes is often driven by external, right? Like, it's true. you know, and, I, and I'm guilty of that sometimes, right? It's putting more more value on external stuff. Okay, how tall is she? How fit is she? What type of career she has, right? So all of those things, how long is her hair, right? How short is her hair, right? So all of these different things play into into that. So I would just say that I think there there are good guys. I consider myself a good guy, but it just depends on what are you using for your value system and then how are you measuring those? Yeah, I think you bring forth a lot of really great points. And one thing I always try and tell people is that you're not perfect. So why are you looking for a perfect person? Everybody that you see that's married and it, and when you look at them and you're like, wow, look at, I would love to have a husband like that, or I would love to have a wife like that. That's somebody right. else's ha- handiwork. That person, yep. when they married them, wasn't that patient. Maybe that person, when they married them, maybe wasn't that romantic or that kind or that considerate, but it was through marriages, through the process of time that they became that way. Absolutely. And you bring up a great point to that, right? Meaning you can't compare guys to your last relationship or your, for me, I can't compare my next relationship with my last relationship, right? So you can't compare because I think that will get you in trouble as well. And then also probably to kind of, for me, one of the the other big keys is guys will always live up to your expectation. Mm, That's good. So if you go in if you go in thinking that, hey, all guys are dogs or, or there are no good guys in Georgia, then every guy that you meet will live up to that expectation. That is so true. And that, I think a lot of women just said, ouch, right now, <laughs> listening to that. Because what happens is that we have a negative expectation. Then when it happens, we say, oh, you see, I knew it. I knew it. Yep. You knew it. But Absolutely. Mm-hmm, that is so good. 
Now, do you see yourself, you're in the 35 to 45 age range. You look like you're 29, <laughs> but you're in the 30 to 35 to 45 age range. So tell me something. Do you consider yourself, do you see yourself getting married in the next year? Let's say you were to meet a great woman. Would you, do you see yourself getting married in the next year? In the next year, I think that would be a little bit aggressive considering I'm not actively involved with anyone at the moment, but mm -hmm. I definitely would love to to get married sooner than later. I, I'm, I'm getting a little, little older and I want, you know, I want a family and, and kids and so forth. So next year, maybe a little bit aggressive because <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not actively dating anyone, but I'm definitely, that is pretty much a priority, right? There's definitely, I'm a little bit more, more open to, to it before, as long as I'm having a conversation with, with my pastor and it goes back to the information, you know, the information that you're allowing to seep into your spirit. And I asked my pastor, we were just texting one day and I was like, Hey, are there any good relationships or any good marriages in the Bible? that I could study, right? And he, he responded back with, what do you consider good? If you're saying without challenges and faults, no, right? <laughs> and, and I was reading, reading this book that kind of tied back into it is with every relationship, there come some, some challenges, right? There are some things that you're going to, to have to accept from an individual, it's going to be a give and a give and take. Once again, no one is is perfect. And then with that, it's monitoring who I'm listening to from a marriage perspective, right? When mm. when I'm with the guys and I'm having conversation, and we're talking about dating and marriage and so forth, if someone that I'm speaking to or talking with, if they have a negative perception of marriage, I've started to distance myself or exit the conversation, right? Because sometimes when we take in certain information, it molds us and we don't even know that we're being molded based off of those particular conversations. So that's a long answer for a short question. Um, but yes, I'm definitely, you know, looking to be married in the next year, maybe a little bit aggressive, but you know, who knows? No, oh, I love your answer because it's so true. One of the things that you have to do, and you brought it up and, and said it so beautifully when you want to get married, and even after you get married, is make sure that the people around you support that vision. Make sure that when you, before you get married, that you're with people who have, just like you said, who have a positive view of marriage. And then after you get married, your friends should not be single people. I mean, you can have single people as your friends, but you should make on purpose, look for married couples that are doing it well and are having happy, thriving marriages because it will it will impact the advice you get. It will impact the way you, how much you respond to your marriage and how much you enjoy your marriage by the people who you get information from. So that's a wonderful point. You mentioned church. So tell me what you're one of, you're in one of the fastest growing churches, I think here in Georgia. So tell me what your church involvement is like. So... <laughs> So I laugh. Right? So I'm very active in the church. I'm a firm believer as relates to just volunteering and being active. If there's something that needs to be done versus complaining, complaining about it or pointing it out to someone else is to take initiative and help out where, wherever I can. So I'm very active in my current church. I'm always looking to, to lend a hand and help out whenever, wherever I can, regardless of the role or situation. So a very active 
member slash uh, volunteer within the body. That is so wonderful to hear. There are a lot of women who say, oh, there's no good men in church. There's no good Christian men. And it's so wonderful to hear not only a good Christian man, but one that's, that is involved. Now, when it comes to a woman in your life, can you tell me what kind of characteristics attract you on a woman? And is church involvement one of them? So to uh, answer the, e- the easiest one first. So <laughs> okay. yes, like being, being, being active in church is definitely a, a big attraction there, right? I think that it gives, it unifies us in God, right? Because we're, we're both serving. And that's one of those things where, right, no outside biases, no outside influences, right? We, we know true. that we're, we're there and we're serving for one purpose and one purpose only. Now, the harder of the two, right? So based on experience and me just evaluating myself and learning myself, one of the things that I value is communication, right? being able to communicate with each other. And when I say communicate, having dialogue and about a host of topics, right? And being able to have yeah. those hard conversations. I think when we're dating, one of the things and one of the challenges for a dating couple is we get hung up on the fun stuff, right? Oh man, she's fun and he's fun to hang out with. And we neglect having those hard conversations. And I yeah. think that's the that's one of the key things that I learned to value or I came to value is being able to to have communication and have those tough conversations about things we like, things we don't like, areas mm-hmm. of improvement how I'm feeling in the relationship, how she's feeling in the relationship. I think that's key. And then that helps us explore, okay, where's this thing going, right? Like like instead of being in a relationship for 12 months or two years, and now we're starting to have those difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. If you start to have those a little bit early on, I'm not saying the first first date, but you know, you want to start having some of those conversations and just having dialogue, being able to communicate with each other is a big factor, right? Because you may not always be able to go out and go to movies or whatever the case may be. You may just, mm-hmm. hey, we're sitting at home. Can we have a conversation? It's true. Yeah. What's happening in the world, whatever's going on, like being able to create that dialogue. Another one is self-development. I'm a big fan of, of reading and listening to podcasts and just information in general, right? There's mm-hmm. no particular thing, right? It's just consuming information and being able to to have someone that you can bounce that stuff off of is, is just an awesome an awesome feeling and and just the notion of there's always continuous improvement and we're changing right every day every month every every year we're developing as individuals so we want to make sure that we're not just being randomly developed but mm-hmm. we're strategic in that approach. And I think that someone that values that to me is that's a great plus. And then of course there are some of those staples, right? Where they're, you know, they're big on family and just big on on doing right by other people, not not mm-hmm. selfish, kind of a, a selfless type of individual. So those are kind of characteristics and traits that I find not only exciting, but I value in, in a relationship. Oh, I love that. I know there's some women that are fanning themselves now. (laughs) No, but it's so true. It's so true. What you brought up about communication matters a lot because, you know, like my pastor will always say, dating is not the time to to lick ice cream. It's the time for you guys to really talk about, okay, so what do you think about 
giving? What do you think about children? What do you think about if your parents were to ever come to live with us? What do you think? I mean, you have to talk about all the, you have to have an idea of what that person stands on. Of course, that's all those conversations come as the relationship grows, like you said. But you have to have an idea where that person stands on those things to make sure you guys are headed in the same direction. You can't be headed into San San Francisco and get in a car with somebody who's a New York kind of girl. You know, you have to make sure you guys are headed in the same direction. So I really, really love so many things about your answer. That is so awesome. And I think it's good for women to know that their character matters. Like you said, personal development. One of the things that I, I teach is that you don't attract what you want, you'll track what you are, (laughs) you know? So anytime you notice that you're getting this, you're getting the same type of people and they're not the type of people you want, might want to work on yourself a little bit more. So that's a really great point. On that note, right, just kind of what you just mentioned, one of my mentors, and I I try to make sure that I'm always paying attention to this, right? He he said Mm -hmm. that you can never ask for something that you can't give. Oh, wow. That's good. That is good. That's beautiful. We need to work on some stuff. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, I happen to know that you work out a lot. You're fit and everything. So now, is it a plus if a woman goes to a gym? And if she's not that much into exercise, is that a deal breaker? I know that's personal. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I, I definitely enjoy working out a lot. I enjoy that aspect of it. And it's twofold, right? There, there's some, I want to continue to look youthful right and then mm-hmm. there are some some health components slash benefits of the, to it right so that's true i won't necessarily say it's, it's a deal breaker but i will say that me personally i'm more attracted to someone with that athletic bill who tends to to work out and be mindful of that mm-hmm. so it just becomes a, a personal preference right and some people yeah. may or may not like working out but for me like I say it's, it's a couple so it's not just the vanity part of looking good, but there's mm-hmm. also, you know, just the health factor, right? Being able to to work out and and release the daily stress is oh, always yeah. a great benefit. It gives you the opportunity to wind down and not focus on whatever is the new trending topic of today or, you know, whatever's popping up in your email or whatever's coming across your social media page. It's just you just you know, working out, zoning out for an hour or so a day to clear your mind. So yeah. it is a benefit, right? I think that if if you don't have to necessarily work out with me, but as a couple, I think that you do need to find some common bonding areas that you're mm-hmm. both are interested in that you can do together. And you may not necessarily into lifting weights, right? It could be running or walking maybe your thing. And then, you know, we, we, we carve out time to, to walk together, whatever the case may be. But I think that Fitness is a big part. And like I say, it's not just always vanity. It's just really more of, of a health concern, having a healthy lifestyle. Oh, yeah. And and actually, it, there's nothing wrong with finding someone that you have shared interest with. I think that's awesome. And I think it's an, an actual plus. And for women, I want you guys to know, women listening to me, that men need a recreational partner. If you're, When you get married, you're going to have to become your husband's recreational partner to have a happy marriage. Men do more with side-by-side da- dialogue than face-to-face. Women, we like to be face-to-face. We like to see your emotions when you're responding. We like to look in your eyes. <laughs> men more, <laughs> men, you know, when you see men, they can just be like, hey, you know, 
they would just be side by side, you know, like maybe at a sports bar or something. They'll be talking. They're bonding. <laughs> it doesn't look like it, but they are. So when, as your husband's recreational companion, you look for, you will have to look for what he likes to do. Maybe it's video games. Maybe it's watching football. Maybe it's going to basketball games. Maybe it's working out. Whatever it is, make sure you provide that recreational companionship for him. It's very important. Now, I want to ask you a question because sometimes I say this to women and they don't believe me, but I want to ask from a man's perspective, okay, if a woman cooks for you, would that make you want to marry her more than if she doesn't? Um, no, not, not, <laughs> no, not more, right? Because I don't, cooking is not, well, let me say, so this is my, my opinion on that, right? So, so I don't necessarily say cooking is not a, a deal breaker or a maker, right? In that sense, mm-hmm. right? I think that there are some there are some pluses to it and there's, you know, there are some pluses to it, meaning if you guys can share the responsibility and then the other part to it, when you say cooking, right, we're not talking about a chef, right? Hey, if you don't know how to cook, you know, <laughs> learn how to cook your, your two basic go-to meals, right? And mm-hmm. that's your thing, right? Hey, here's my two go-to meals, <laughs> throw it out there and, and that's it, perfect it, right? And I think that you know, cooking could also be one of those great bonding opportunities, especially here in Atlanta. I've taken some some cooking classes slash courses, and they're absolutely fun, right? I, you know, I'm not the best cooker in the world either. I, Don't I listen to him. Don't listen. Stop right there. Don't <laughs> listen to him. He told me about a Thanksgiving meal that he was making for his parents. That's when I was like, oh, this guy is such a good guy. He had made the Thanksgiving meal and he was driving his parents, you know, live, you know, in a state close to Georgia. He was, he was driving it down to them. He had oxtail. He had turkey. He had ham. If you can cook oxtail, you can cook. I don't care. Okay, continue. <laughs> so I'm still learning, right? It's, it's just a matter of trying it out. And some, sometimes, right, meals come out great. Sometimes be like, ooh, right? Missed that one, right? I missed the mark. So... To answer your question, I don't think it's a it's a deal breaker. Right? I think that it, it's another one of those what you consider bonding opportunities, right? And it gives it gives individuals the opportunity to to help out and to help carry the load. Me yes. personally, mm-hmm. when I was growing up, my mother always prepared the meals. Right? Mm-hmm. She worked every day, but she still had to come home prepare the meals. My dad's not a great cook, so that mm-hmm. was one of the things that. I was like, hey, I want to learn how to cook. So whenever I am married, I can help lighten that burden where my wife doesn't have to feel like, hey, I got to get home and cook for the kids because I can, I'll have the, the skills and the ability to, to help out in that arena. Oh, Lord, I'm going to get so many emails after this episode. It was like women telling me, where's Gus? So what's Gus' last name? What's, what's his Facebook page? <laughs> no, that's really nice that you want to do that. I just don't want single women to be cooking for guys thinking that it makes a difference because it doesn't. And, and actually it doesn't, if a man is not into you, you cooking for him is not going to make him into you more. And you brought that point out. So really appreciate you. So this has been amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. And thank you for your insight. And ladies out there, I hope you heard everything that Gus said. Do you have anything anything you'd like to say? Any extra thing you'd like to say before we go? No, really, right? Dating is right. It's a it's a learning experience, and I think that you, myself, right, it's a learning experience, and we have to always be willing to go back and do that self evaluation, right? We can't always say it was the other individuals. We have to be willing to look in the mirror and and look at our insecurities to ensure that we are 
secure and whole when we're looking for relationships. Oh yeah. That's a huge, huge, that's a whole nother show. I think I'm going to have to call you back. <laughs> that's a whole nother show. We're looking at yourself and realizing, making sure that you're good, making sure that you're secure, making sure that you're whole. Thank you so much for that, Gus. Ladies, I hope you heard there's good men out there. So stop settling for all the bad ones. You guys have a great night and see you again for the next episode of The Husband Factory. I'm sure you got a lot out of today's episode. Don't forget to share. And guess what? The conversation doesn't have to end here. Hop online to www.husbandfactory.com to subscribe to my VIP newsletter. Just scroll to the bottom of any page and you'll see the button there. Remember, all the great love stories you've ever heard out of all of them, yours is going to be the best. Can't wait to hear it. See you next week.